What's up, bro? There we go. What's going on? You ready to rock and roll? Okay. Ready to roll. Simon. Pinchepodcast.com. You guys can watch us there. <laughs> All right, bro. So, okay. Fresno Fuego. No, not even Fresno Fuego. I keep calling it this Fresno Fuego. Why do I do that? I don't know. I mean, it's ingrained in your mind, but. Is it? Yeah, it, I think a lot of people are. Yeah. A okay. Lot of people. It is. So, what is it then? If it's not Fresno Fuego, it's not what's coming back. <clears throat> what's his new soccer team about? What's up? Yeah, so it's a, it's a lot of the same things about the Fuego. I mean, the Fuego's part of the Fuego's part of the Valley, right? You know what I mean? It's more than Fresno, and so the name Fresno Fuego, we felt like it needed to evolve a bit. Okay, and uh, and represent everybody. You know, everybody from from Modesto to Bakersfield. You know, out to. Los Banos, Kalinga, up into Mariposa. So, so you had you had a a a name that that encompassed the city of Fresno, but now you're saying you needed to evolve to encompass everybody. Everybody, yeah. Okay. Because if you look back at the Fresno Fuego, there was there's players from all over: Delano, uh, Porterville, you know, Madera, Clovis, Fresno, right, all over the place. And so, <clears throat> being able to tie that in and and call it Central Valley Fuego Football Club, okay. Um, was the direction we felt like just made a ton of sense. All right. So you know that in Fresno, there's been a different uh, um, soccer teams, right? Same sort of entity that follows through, but they were named different, like Mexico Club. Yeah. And then then first it was the Fresno Fuego. Yeah. Then we had the Foxes. Mm-hmm. Then now you're saying the name is going to be different. What's going to be the the new name for this team yeah completely. so the new name is, is central valley fuego football club okay uh obviously the spanish spelling of of football and that's really important but uh but yeah i mean there, there's a ton of history that's gone into the last 50 years of soccer okay in and Fresno. We, yeah yeah in the central valley as a whole and we learned a lot of, about it um through this process it's really really cool mm-hmm. um to learn but it, it but it dates back into the 50s and there was like there was almost cultural groups, right? Like the Armenian group, the Mexican group, the German group. Um, there was a Dutch group, and so oh, yeah, yeah th- these groups kind of came together and they formed uh, some teams. And anyways, later on, the Mexico Soccer Club was like one of the the most well known and well respected teams of uh, of amateur soccer. Okay. And then finally, a lot of those folks kind of evolved into into making the Fresno Fuego, and so the Fuego has been a big part of. Uh, of the valley especially right. these last 20 years and so being able to carry that on and 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 utilize that that brand and evolve it um why not keep that brand then why why uh change you know something that why fix something that's not broken kind of thing if if you knew that the name was already established um what made that or who made that decision you know for, for that change yeah so there's a lot of things that actually went into that i mean um as, as we went through bringing back a USL team, mm-hmm. uh, we weren't really even sure if we were going to be able to, to use the, the Fuego brand at all, because obviously okay. it was the, the Fuego uh, originally owned by the Alvarez brothers and, and the Marquez brothers, <clears throat> eventually owned by the Cummings family, which also owned the Grizzlies. And then that, that franchise was sold to Ray Beshoff and, and the, the Fresno Foxes. Got it. And so that, that, that brand was under control of of the foxes um and ray and we weren't too sure if we were going to get to use it or not so we started having focus groups with a bunch of people and everybody's okay. like fuego 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 bring back the fuego bring back fuego. Okay, okay so i was like man we got to figure out how to make this happen so we we had a great relationship with our folks over at the league at the usl 
and uh, and they jumped on it and they were able to secure it back. But the the reason in kind of evolving the name is that we wanted to we wanted to do a few things. One, mm-hmm. um, the we needed to make sure that people understood that the team is at a different level than it's ever been at before. Okay. And so the the level that the team played at before was PDL, which is uh, the highest level of amateur soccer All right. in the nation, which is now called USL League Two. We are bringing a professional team um, out of out of this. And okay. So, so we wanted to make sure people know that it was a little bit different than the past. So, so you guys are in a different level, sort yeah. of thing, and then it, it, it evolving the name for yeah. So, so, so another reason why is because the ownership group of this team also owns some land out in Madera County, and so mm-hmm. we we're in the process of developing that. Um, but we also realized there was. There was need to evolve it, and there was need to encompass the whole area. There was need the to valley. kind of make people feel like it's something different than the past. So right. calling it Central Valley Fuego Football Club, um, it kind of gave us some of freedom to explore a little bit more beyond the city. And, oh, I, and I think we've realized, too, there's so many people that were that were fans of the Fuego that weren't from Fresno itself. Okay. And they're really proud of where they're from, You know, whether it's Visalia, Madera, whatever it is. Um, and so we wanted to have them be able to represent that, too. Uh, as if you know they're all included. It's not just one city. Okay, okay. So it's the Fresno. No, it's the Central, Central Valley. The Central Valley, Fuego. Fuego Football Club. Football Club. Okay, it's it's a lot of words in a. In it's a, it's a lot of words, and that's why we've stuck mostly with just Fuego FC. Okay, it's easy to remember. Yes. Um, Fuego Football Club, and mm-hmm. and so that's mostly what the branding is. Yeah, yeah because it, for me, because because of so much history, I be uh, I'll call it. Fresno Fuego. Okay. Most people will have that mistake right. often, you know, and it's fine. It's and so knowing that it's not going to hurt the brand, is it? it no, I mean, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. It's, we take a lot of pride in the fact that Fresno Fuego was part of this rich soccer history in the gotcha. region. Okay. And uh, we hope to only get, you know, the opportunity that for all those people that love the Fresno Fuego, right. um, for them to continue loving the Fuego in, in this new iteration. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, so now we, we, we talked about the name. The name is, is key to, to branding this now. Mm-hmm. So but why f- soccer? Because if you think about, you know, uh, in Fresno, you know, we have football, which is huge with huge. the Fresno yeah. State, you know, yeah. and the Carr brothers that have gone to the NFL. And so uh, there's history here. Mm-hmm. So why take on soccer being that there's two different uh, entities that started, didn't end well. And now this is our third iteration for, for soccer. Why take on a soccer team, you know, um, yeah. for the Valley? Well, I think one to address real quickly, because I think it's important um, just to be historically accurate. The, the Fresno Fuego were extremely successful. One okay. of, if not the most successful PDL teams in the country. Oh, wow. The only reason that, that Fuego uh, didn't continue on was because Fresno FC came in, purchased the Fresno Fuego, mm. and, uh, and and started a professional soccer team. And, and they turned the Fresno Fuego into their kind of subdivision, their oh, so, amateur so division. They, they, it grew. It, it was a successful venture. It was so successful that someone from outside of the market came in and realized, holy cow, like this is, got it. This is incredible. Boss. Like an amateur team in the Central Valley, they're killing it. Yeah. Um, one of the highest attendance in the, in the nation for that level. This ready, this, this market's ready for, for pro sports. Right. See, I didn't know that. I thought, you know, when a team goes out of business or it no longer exists, I was figured it failed, you know, it right. didn't, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. And that's why it's no longer with us. Yep. But you're saying it evolved. Then. It evolved. It was Got actually, it. it was purchased and then it was absorbed by the, the professional team. Gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, but why soccer? So, yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I think it's pretty simple when okay. when you when you look around and you see that everybody, myself included, but but almost everybody that grows up in the valley, right, starts on a soccer field. Whether yeah. you become a football player or baseball player, which is which is kind of my route that I had grown up, uh-huh. um, we all start with the fundamentals of, of youth soccer, and yeah, so it's just true. it's such part of our DNA as a as a you know as a community. And mm-hmm. I think too, it's it's it goes without saying, but we have a super high Hispanic density in this mm. part of the country Correct. a lot of those hispanics come from mexico mm. and i mean look at mexico soccer yeah. and it, it's incredible it's m- the the national team is actually the most popular most watched soccer team in the united states yeah in the world I, one of the biggest in the world they, right. they, they travel to <laughs> most of the games so some of the most um crazy fans are from mexico so totally. yeah so okay okay so you have these two things which is the community right it's mm-hmm. a mexican community they love soccer and we all grew up playing soccer. Right. Okay. So now, what what are you gonna guys or not you in particular, but the the brand? What are you guys gonna do to make people fall in love with this team? Because you know we need, in a sense, um, bigger attendance. You mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. the community outreach. Uh, we need to get this team to be loved just as much as they love, you know, Fresno State. Sure. You know, because the community is behind Fresno State. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, I don't feel that Fresno Fuego or the Foxes had the same impact in Fresno, yeah. being that they were in the city. It was it was a sport team that yep. we owned or in yep. a way. How how would we do that coming around? I think there's a couple things. If you look back at, I mean, you look at Fresno State as a comparison. I mean, they have a hundred plus years of tradition. Yeah, and people yeah. have gone there and and grown up, and it's it's ingrained from a, from you know you're a kid on a football field, right? And you're like, I want to be a bulldog. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh. And I think the Fuego were kind of beginning that in the early 2000s where these kids that were growing up in the area, they were they were thinking like, man, I'd really love to be a Fuego player in the future. And so I think there's a lot of that goes into it is, first of all, the club has to represent the community. Uh, and I think Fresno State does that well. You know, the, the anywhere, any place, anytime it's rebellious, it's kind of a little bit of a, yeah. you know, a little F-U mentality. Like it's it's a little rough around the edges and, it, and right. it's hardworking and it, these guys may not always be the five-star recruits. And so I think Fresno state has this way of identifying with the people of the central Valley. Yeah, that's 100%. really, really impressive. So it's equally important for us to do so. Okay. And I think the Fuego does represent uh, our Valley much more than, than the previous group. And I think okay. we look at the colors, the red, the kind of the fiery nature, the Hispanic pride of, of the language and the culture and, um, who we are as people and right. we're hardworking and we're gritty and we're a little, you know, sometimes people look down on our, uh, on our, on our area of the state. Right. And, uh, and we got to fight back. And so I think that fire is what kind of represents the people of this area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think that's, what's really important in the longevity. I mean, right. The longer we stick around and if you have these youth players looking up to, to pros that are here playing for their hometown team and they get to evolve and, and become hometown players, that's an important piece. Secondly, our goal is to have local players. Okay. So, you know, we've, we've been actively meeting with uh, people thinking about next year's roster for 2022 when we kick off. And uh, we want to make up a group of locals. I mean, okay. in, in our current staffing structure, we're all locals. Okay. And we have local ownership. And we think that being able to identify with the people and being around town and seeing everybody and understanding and being from here, being yeah. being Central Valley residents, um, is going to play a big part when people know, hey, my cousin plays for the team. Oh, I see. I, gr- I went to school yeah. with that guy. That's a great you know, time. I it, watched him. It creates yeah. a little bit of a 
a connection now. Now yep. your your sports uh, players are accessible. Yep. Let's put it that way. Okay, cool. So one key thing that I feel um, that there's a lack, you know, in, in terms of community or outreach, how are we going to reach to to the moms and dads, you know, Hispanic speaking out in the boonies, you know, because we got to reach that audience this time around. I feel like soccer identifies well with them, mm-hmm. but be the couple of marketing tactics before we're not reaching out to them. So mm-hmm. what what will the Fresno Fuego do, you know, and the Foxes do, you know, to target, you know, my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't do anything. So now what is Fuego FC going to do to target those out in the field and I don't know, tranquility yeah. kind of a, a, yeah. a soccer um, fan, basically. Right. It's really important. I mean, and first off, calling it Central Valley allows us to really reach into those cool. markets differently than I think Fresno was before. But th- I think the most important thing that that I've learned and, and look, I'm a white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, that's like, what I'm talking to. That's the good, the question for the white guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, you know, I grew up in in Southeast Fresno, and I've been surrounded by like so many multicultural type of things, and and I've been involved in Hispanic marketing for a long time right. in, in terms of. Uh, uh, Spanish concerts and and Liga MX games and all these types of things. So I've done a lot of research and had a lot of like wins and fails. And I think mm-hmm. one of the most important things in a, in in getting into the Hispanic market is to meet them where they're at. Okay, you know what I mean. Yep. Like you need to be at Taramate. You need yeah. to be at Varta. You need to be at uh, you know a soccer game in Tranquility. And you need to be out there and you need to be in that community. And secondly, when you have an experience at the facility, there's got to be a welcoming type of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think. When you look at Hispanic marketing, it's it's very brand loyal, and it's uh, a lot of Hispanic business. It tends to be where they're comfortable at. The language is there. Right. Um, it, it just feels comfortable, and it feels like it's it's theirs. Like it's, yeah, it's what that rep- represents them. So it's super important for us as we're building our facility to to engage that side to okay. make sure we're doing everything bilingually. Okay. Yes. Uh, if that's a word. Yeah, I think and, so. Is it? Yeah. It counts. Yeah. And I mean, it get, like even on that first video that we posted that was bilingual, we just want to show that we're both. Okay. We're English. We're Spanish. We're all together. Um, there's no judgment. There's pride in, in both languages. And, okay. and so being able to go out to those communities and, and do a lot more grassroots marketing. If you're representing in, in those communities, they, they definitely that's, that's key. Grassroots is key. If you And if you look at, at business, I mean, when you're thinking about traditional marketing and being on nightly news, yeah. it's expensive, right? Yeah, and yeah. so to me, I think it's a better utilization of the company's money to send people out and engage with their community. To you know, I'd rather employ people have them out there engaging with, you know, folks talking about season tickets, talking mm-hmm. about camps, talking about opportunities for their kids to, to, to learn if they're coaches, what kind of coaching education okay. programs is our technical right. staff let, running? Let, let people know that what you offer, what you yeah. stand for at the same time in person, in person. Perfect. Okay. So you, you touched on something really, really interesting right there. Um, camps and, um, training and, what does that future look like for for the brand? Uh, because I know um, that you talked about uh, an academy of sorts. Yeah, you know, bringing that kind of level of activities to the valley. Because mm-hmm. um, I know that some of the people that have very talented kids playing soccer, they have to get out of the valley to be able to take them to tournaments and and get them on, on a higher level um, or exhibit in a higher level because their kids are professional level kids. Um, there's nothing like that in Fresno. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's 
it's honestly why the ownership group of this club wanted to start a club in the first place. Okay. Uh, they have a passion for youth soccer. They have a passion for development and they really believe that there's this high level athlete that exists here in Fresno and in the surrounding communities that make up the Valley that are not getting the same opportunities as others. Okay. So because of exposure. Yeah. And all the things that you mentioned, but the the number one reason why many of those things are not happening here at a, at a successful rate is because there's a lack of facilities. All the facilities that are, that are soccer facilities around here are all tied to school districts. Oh, which our true. school districts have done an incredible job of make, making them as accessible as possible, but it's still limited because mm-hmm. the high school trains on the weekend or they have whatever, right? Yeah, so, they won't let you be in their grounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it makes it hard for like, uh, you know, businesses in the soccer world to, to all utilize the space and whatnot. Um, and they've done, they've done such a good job, but there needs to be a facility in the central Valley that's soccer specific that's dedicated to development. Oh, okay. Um, and access. There and isn't, so, and there isn't at the moment. There that, is not one. Okay. No. Oh, wow. I mean, the closest thing was the city built the Southwest Regional Complex, which, quote unquote, they call it the dump. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it just hasn't uh, hasn't been maintained. There's been a lot of issues with the land itself, and so it, it didn't turn out to be what, what it was designed to be. Right. So we believe that there needs to be a privately owned and managed facility that gives these opportunities to kids and, wow. and some, some paid and some not, you know, we need to provide different opportunities for a lot of folks. But the, the plan of the future is that we've got 45 acres that we're working on developing. The hope is that that becomes a big soccer complex wow. that will allow us to, to host camps, clinics, tournaments, uh, and then house our academy. So the plan is to have a USL Academy. The USL Academy is a is a kind of a new branch. There's been a lot of different forms of academy th- throughout the years, and a lot of them, unfortunately, have failed financially because there's not many markets out there that, that can afford to do it because right. you're, you're basically putting these kids into a professional setting. They're traveling. Mm-hmm. You might have to fly occasionally. Right. They're, you know, they're missing time because they're driving 12 hours to Phoenix or whatever it is. So it's been challenging in the financial model, but what – and one of the problems with that is like there's like multiple divisions of academy throughout the years the in different age groups. So right. you're carrying like a full coaching staff for multiple different levels. Year round. A bunch of uniforms. Yeah. So what the USL has done is it's trying to take their pro model and put it into a youth model. So it's one team, 15 to 19 year olds. Okay. The goal of it is that all of them are hopefully tied to a professional club. Wow. So the goal of the academy isn't just to take money from parents and kids who want nice. to play at the high See, level. That's, that's a great thing to hear. Yeah. It's the, with the goal that we can help develop the best players possible in our region to play for our team and compete for championships. Nice. And so there's a different incentive there of why we have it versus some of the other. See, academy that, models that is one of the most, uh, <clears throat> how can I say this? Uh, the biggest issues that I see with uh, soccer parents is how expensive it is for their kids to play yeah. and how expensive it is to have, you know, a, uh, a league or join a, a, a sort of academy or, or some sort of training facility that helps them out. It's expensive as fuck. That's kind of yeah. how, so hearing you say that, that, that is, that's amazing, man. Yeah. And the, I mean that, that there's, we could have a whole podcast on why soccer struggles here and, and the pay for play model and all right. that stuff. But when you go to all these other countries outside of the United States, you see that most of the academies are tied into the pro club. Because the goal of a professional soccer club is to develop its own players. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's part of the business model. I mean, you are going, and it's got to be transparent and it's got to be known. I mean, there are plenty of clubs out all over the world that their goal is to develop players and sell them on. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, there's even top level clubs like like Dortmund, who had you know Christian Pulisic and 
and plenty of other players that mm-hmm. Robert Lewandowski, like they they compete at the highest level, but they sell the guys when they hit their prime. Of course. You know, and it's, it's it's something that has not happened in the U.S. Okay. So there hasn't been that type of funding to then pay for the development of the youth. Right. So it's really something that, that it needs to be evolved in our well, you country. You guys are taking on a lot uh, yeah. of new yeah. uh, opportunities that I don't think have been laid out before as a business model. Yep. Because now you're talking about creating your own players that mm-hmm. potentially can sell them. You, you're talking about like helping the community, which is amazing that other clubs don't do. Okay. You're talking about building a, a soccer team, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the team that people, you know, will get behind and, and support and stuff like that. Then you also have merchandise. Then you also have, you know, an actual marketing staff and all kinds of crazy other departments that you got to go through. Right. This is a big, huge endeavor. How, how would you do this, you know, and what time frames are we looking at for, for the team to be out playing? Yeah, I think what I think what I mentioned and, and I'll continue to mention is it's going to take an army and it's okay. going to take all of us, everybody listening, everybody watching on this right. podcast, and including us. Um, it requires all of us. It, it requires a different level of investment from everybody in the community. But we need we need community support because, you know, the reality is right now we're going through negotiations we're trying to acquire land. We're trying to build a privately funded stadium. Wow. And, and your own stadium, our own stadium. Yeah. Our own soccer Damn. specific okay. stadium and complex. And that seems like it would be an easy process that if, if somebody came to, a, you know, a, a municipality and offered them, Hey, I'm going to invest this amount of money into your city yeah. that you could just make it happen. That's not that easy. <laughs> uh, and we're experiencing it. It's really, really fucking tough. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> what we need is we need people out there that are going to, contact the people that they voted for right right. the constituents of these council members and uh board of supervisors and and mayors and everybody like that that we need their support to get this done okay because there's a lot of red tape that comes in construction secondly you know if if you work with businesses out there and you know like hey they need some marketing they love to support soccer they love you know what i mean so like we need everybody to work together so to you, get this done. So you're trying to reach out to actual, you know, business owners to collaborate with you, uh, community influencers to collaborate with you. You're, you're looking at every opportunity to to grow the brand because yep. as it is right now, um, we are in the beginning stages of building the brand. So we need the support of the community. Yeah, we do. So so you're looking, are you actually going to partner up uh, more with the community this way? Yeah, yeah, we have. I mean, uh, I think we're going to make some cool announcements here soon. Mm-hmm. But, but two that I, you know, three that I can speak about. Uh, on this podcast is is we're collaborating with local uh, other local brands clothing brands nice because our goal is what we want to do is we want we want to develop our own brand but we want to be everywhere and we want to show each of these segments of the community that we're part of this community okay and, and those communities are part of this club as well whether you're a soccer fan or mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. you can be proud of this club here representing your your valley and so we've we've paired up with Iron Bullies, nice, which is really cool. And I know you can talk a little more more about that because you made that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we're partnering with Root General Store downtown, and we're partnering with FTK, which is Sam Hansen, who's just an extremely talented guy, good friend of mine. And so we want to create these these collective uh, capabilities of the brand to just right. evolve and be in all these different segments. I mean, I think. When you're thinking about a soccer business, you may think about, all right, this is the soccer culture. Yeah. It's the kids that play soccer. It's the soccer nuts that are up at 4 a.m. watching, you know, uh, EPL yeah. at a bar, right? And it's the soccer moms and dads. Like, yeah, that makes up probably the majority of okay. it. But Iron Bullies has like bodybuilders yep. and sponsored athletes. Yep. And, 
and Brute has this really cool downtown culture and FTK has got this like hip hop um, street vibe. So it's not just about one segment of the community. You no. guys, you guys are trying to open up um, to everybody. Everyone, yeah, to everybody. Yeah. Okay. So, so talking about that, because this isn't very interesting. It doesn't sound like Fresno. I doesn't say, I keep saying it, bro. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a uh, uh, Fuego FC has a, I'm going to be a soccer team. It, it doesn't, it sounds more like, um, I'm going to be a brand. I'm going to be in the community. I'm going to be like, what does this stand for? Because to me, you know, everything that you're mentioning right now is not necessarily, you know, a soccer team. This yeah. is a completely different tactic or way of approaching, um, the community or marketing. I think so. Why is it not, why is it more than just a soccer team for you? You know, I think, and I'll tell a little personal story. I grew up here, right? I, I grew up in Southeast Fresno and I would say growing up, 90% of my friends were like, can't wait to get the hell out of Fresno, <laughs> right? Fresno yeah. sucks. There's nothing to do here. I can't right. wait to go to college somewhere else. And I always fight. I liked, I liked it, man. <laughs> like I was like, this is home. This is my neighborhood. Right. And, uh, and I, and I took pride in it. Like I went to Edison high school. I was proud. I was proud to be a tiger. Damn. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I went to Fresno State and I was proud to be a bulldog. Okay. And, uh, and I think our city and our community was lacking things to take pride in. Oh, okay. And okay. I think it's so important that, that we can utilize this club as something to be really proud of our area about. Okay. And, and, and whether you're a gamer or whether you're a hipster, right. Or whether you're whatever, a skater, we want you to feel like this is your brand too because oh, it represents shit. your community. Yeah, we go play soccer. Okay. And we're going to do that and we're going to do that really well. But we want everyone to feel like, like, like this says, for Valley and Club. Represent oh, where you're from. Yeah. Represent your club. And this can give, you know, pro sports here have not traditionally done well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the, the Grizzlies, it's great, but it's a farm team. So you kind of never feel like, it's your guys playing, right? Like it's always big league guys. They're okay. coming in and out. You don't really get to know the players. But with here, we're a cl we're a club from the valley, made of valley people, and you can get to know the people. Like you talked about access to yeah. players, but uh, you can get to know these guys and you can be proud of them. Right. So you have what you're saying is is you play soccer. That's the basis of you know the business model. Yeah. Um, okay, but that's not all uh, mm -hmm. the brand will be. Right. This is going to be something. Where again, I mentioned the store, I mentioned the collaborations, I've mentioned the stadiums, you know, the, mm -hmm. the academies. So it, it's going to be a enterprise, yeah, of soccer, yep. not just a soccer team. Right now, it's it's a major proportional uh, pro everything. If again, and I'm getting ahead of myself because we're just in the beginning stages, right? Uh, this is the the ultimate goal is to become this, and so having all these avenues will not just be, oh, we play soccer on Saturdays. Come check us out. That, that's going to be completely different. It's like we, part, we are part of the community, and we're doing all this stuff for the community. And at the same time, hey, come play soccer. Come watch us play soccer. Mm -hmm. You know, Now, it's a different entity altogether, I think. Yeah, it is. And when you look down the road, like the five-year plan and, and having the academy, having the you know professional team, our goal is also to have a ladies team. Oh. Yeah, which is really important to us. And an amateur side too, uh, which is the like the USL League too, which is what the Fuego Fresno Fuego used to play in. Wow! But but on top of that, part of the deal structure that we're trying to work out right now is to also turn a building into a futsal center, and then also have our stadium be a multi-purpose 
type of entertainment venue. So Damn. be doing other sports like, you know, who knows, maybe American football, some American football, like like having the high schools come out oh, and play, play in a stadium, yeah. in a professional stadium and have that type of experience. Um, Damn, that's and, a and lot. And concerts and all that and yeah. weekly activities. So we want, one of the failures in the past, I believe, is that you struggle to make the business make sense when you're only operating on 17 dates a year, 20 dates a year. Uh, when you have yeah. fans okay. come in and buy your stuff. And all yeah. That yeah. Stuff. Like yeah, that, the whole concept of, Oh, we play soccer. Come watch us. Yeah. Okay. But if you can get people in every day playing in futsal leagues, you know, buying food and drinks and hanging out at, at, you know, food truck events and ah, stuff like that yes. on our grounds of our stadium and it becomes their home, you that's know, so then it becomes true. more than, more than the soccer team. Yeah. Damn. That's an uh, ambition is dream that you have there. You know, I it's, mean, it's ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we're led by great individuals that okay. dream big. Damn. And, okay. And that's important. And I think they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're backing that, this up. See, I was going to ask you because um, yeah. we talked about earlier about talking to the community and, and getting support doing collaborations and we need the team, we need the support of the community, but you're saying that you guys have the initial investment to, to get, moving forward so you have that and that's why you you we, have this ambition you know of what this is going to be yeah one day. yeah this isn't my this isn't only my dream and your dream and mm -hmm. a bunch of other people's dreams who have have started the fuego 20 years ago okay and evolved it to what it is now and everybody working together on this team right now it, it's it's the ownership's you know vision and it's the vision of what we've gathered from the community what what does the community want to see in a professional organization, professional sports organization. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have the, the leadership that it's going to provide guidance and financial support to make this happen. That's, that was a question because Correct. I feel like, you know, ideas are great, you mm -hmm. know, but sometimes the, having an idea doesn't mean you have the potential to do it because there's resources that you need. Yeah. So, um, Fuego FC is not an idea at, at this moment. It's a fully funded, yep. um, I'm going to call it organization because it's not just soccer, you know, uh, sure. I yeah. guess whatever that yep. ends up being, it's, it's a fully funded, uh, project, yep. you know, at this point that the stuff that you're talking about is stuff that is in the plans mm -hmm. to develop and actually, you know, make it a reality. Yeah, correct. And I think one of the most important things to talk about is if we look at Fresno FC as a, as a case study, you know, a, a lot of the, the majority of the reason that they left was because, there wasn't a good financial model set up for them to be mm, successful yeah. to be able to sustain long-term looking for a stadium and all that type of stuff. That's, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's because the business model was incorrect gotcha. of being able to just have those 17 dates and sell sponsors. And I mean, of those 17 dates, I will say Fresno FC was extremely successful. Okay. When you look at attendance, sponsorship, merchandise, all of those numbers were very, very successful. Um, but it still isn't enough to keep the business afloat. Oh, yeah. Um, by having a facility, by creating special events, yeah, yeah, yeah. by having Co a football center, be becoming so much more than, than what we talked about. So that is something that it's already there in the actual plans. So Correct. You, you guys wrote them down, you know, yep. you put them down on paper. We're going to do this. Right. That's amazing. That's a different st structure. And I feel like if that works, then we can have that structure, you know, for other bigger sports in to come to the area as well, right. you know, uh, yeah. little by little, obviously. Um, we have a great football um, university. Mm -hmm. So we at this point, soccer is our, our next, you know, up and coming event. Yeah. And, and and when you look at like where things were at 20 years ago compared to where they're at now, I mean, even 10 years ago. Yeah. Even six years ago, I think back to 2014 was the year that 
um, that Fire Squad started. And it was kind of one of, there were some previous supporter clubs before that, but it was the first one that really felt, you know, big. It felt big and it, and it changed the culture of this community. I truly believe that in the soccer community. Um, but soccer's grown so much in the past 10 years. Okay. And we look forward to, to 26 is when the World Cups come into North America. Right, right. It's going to be here in the U.S. That's true. And uh, the the last World Cup that was here kind of sparked the birth of the MLS. Uh, you know, so what's this next World Cup going to do when people aren't just watching it on TV? They're at matches. They're uh-huh, seeing the chaos going on in all these towns. It's like a Super yeah. Bowl. It's going to boom. Everywhere. And it's yeah. going to be a soccer boom from... from I believe so. Right. And I think we're ahead of that because our market already believes in soccer. All right. And I think it's just going to catch fire even more. Damn, dude, that's amazing. So, I mean, this was a lot of information, you know? It's yeah. amazing. I think, yeah. uh, thank you for your time. And um, one last question, I think. Uh, what do you think the slogan represents for you guys or what is it that the brand stands for um i guess the the meaning behind you know who you guys are so that yeah. way we can have that and, and put it in a nice little piece at the end i think it uh it stands it stands for you okay all of you everybody out there no matter what background you come from no matter if you're a transplant if you grew up here it represents this community it okay. represents the central valley and we're going to kick people's ass and we're going <laughs> to take names and we're going to be a, we're going to be an incredible organization that competes for championships okay. and makes people proud to live in the Central Valley. Damn, that's a pretty good one right there. Okay, cool, man. Well, thank you for your time and on to the next one. All right. All right.